Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. So thrilled to be with all of you tonight. This is a huge night, so take a big, big breath. This is the night of your food breakthrough. Whatever relationship you have with food, I want you to know right now, if you don't remember anything else that we share with you in tonight's class, Remember this, if you have a pen and paper, you might want to write it down or make a note of it. Your relationship with yourself. Your relationship with yourself is the basis of your relationship with food. Now tonight we have a special guest with us. We have Kai, who some of you remember from the Dr. Oz show, who's going to share where she is on her journey now seven or eight weeks out from the day that we taped the show. And she's got a lot to share that's going to inspire you about her breakthrough. And that is always important for us to have someone who's walked the path that we want to walk and can say, hey, come this way on the path. I found something that works. We also have a very special guest with us who is going to give you the latest information on nutrition and how to make good nutrition and healthy eating easy. We have Maxine, our nutritionist, with us. So we have Kai, Maxine. So everyone take a deep breath because we're going to get started right now. And there will be an opportunity for you to share, to ask questions. So when that time comes, press 1 on your handset and raise your hand. And Cliff will call on you and let you know it's your turn. He'll call you by name because we have everybody registered by name. And when the hand goes up next to your name, we know that you're ready with a question or comment. Okay, so take a deep breath. And the most important thing for us to do is get in touch with our relationship with ourselves and get very, very, very clear, very clear what that relationship looks like. So let me guide you through a process as you take a deep breath. And this is called intentional breathing. And it's one of the important tools that we use. And we're going to be building your toolkit for your food breakthrough. Take that intentional breath and breathe in this thought, peace. Good. And on the next breath, breathe in love. Deep, slow breath, breathe in love. And now very gently, slowly, as slowly as you possibly can, let that love breath out. And your third and final intentional breath, deeper and slower, even deeper and slower if you can. Breathe in peace and love. Peace and love. 
deep, gentle, full breath, and we're using the power of our mind to get a deeper result. And hold that for a moment and notice how your body feels. That's it. How does your body feel? What did you notice? Did you notice that you relaxed a little bit? Did you notice maybe you felt just a little more peace? Maybe a little more love for yourself? And this intentional breath is the fastest way to get centered and calm. And we recommend that you do this before you eat. Because when you do this breath, you become more aware. What am I feeling right now? What is it that I really need right now in order to take care of myself? So remember your intentional breath, and now we're going to use this little bit of relaxation to get in touch with our own relationship with ourselves. So I want to ask you, imagine that you are in love. Oh, and you are in love with the person of your dreams. You are so in love with this person of your dreams that you're in an ideal relationship. And in this ideal relationship, how would you treat your beloved? Would you think kind thoughts about them? Would you speak to them in a loving tone of voice? Would you say loving things to them? Would you make sure that they got enough rest and even made sure they had enough of really good, healthy food and water? Would you take loving care of your beloved, the person of your dreams? Would you make sure that this person that you love so much, you would touch gently, lovingly? Would you make sure that you spent time with your beloved, time that was relaxing and fun and joyful and lighthearted? Would you look into your beloved's eyes and say, I love you. I'm so lucky that you're in my life. I love you with all my heart. Would you do that for your beloved? I know you would, and you'd do more. Besides, you'd be forgiving. You'd be patient. You would treat your beloved with such kindness. You know where I'm headed, everybody. Do we do that for ourselves? Are we in a relationship with ourselves where we treat ourselves as a precious, beloved? Where we speak kindly to ourselves, we think kind thoughts about ourselves. We give ourselves enough rest and water and healthy food and time to take walks and be calm and loving. Look in the mirror and look in your own beautiful eyes and say, I love you. 
Do you touch yourself gently when you wash your face or brush your teeth or take a shower? Do you just sort of slap on your products and kind of jerk the towel around while you think about something else and you're not even present with your own body? Or you look in the mirror and you criticize your body and pick out what you think are flaws? Or do you focus on negatives about yourself And do you, biggest ouch of all, fail to forgive yourself for being human and doing what all we human beings are programmed to do? We're all programmed to make mistakes. You know why? Can anybody guess why? Because if we don't make any so-called mistakes, we can't grow. We can't learn. We can't become better people. Did you know that we actually have high-tech companies right here in the Bay Area that if their employees and their creative people don't make enough mistakes, the manager comes in and sits them down and says, "Um, excuse me, but I noticed you've only made two mistakes in the last three months. We're very concerned. If you're not making mistakes, then You can't learn and grow and you can't develop anything new for our company. Because the only way to develop anything new is through trial and error. And so it means we have to be willing to have trial and error and to grow. We must forgive ourselves because when we forgive ourselves, then we can say, hey, what did I learn from that experience? So take a deep breath. And I want you to take a very deep look, an honest look, please. How is your relationship with yourself? Are you treating yourself as a beloved? Because if you're not, we've opened the door. We've opened the door to use something else to make us feel better because we aren't in a positive relationship with ourselves. We aren't equipped to make ourselves feel loved and cared for and safe. Now, it's nobody's fault if you're in a negative relationship or, as we said on the Dr. Oz show, a toxic relationship with yourself. That was a show I did with Dr. Oz a few months ago. Toxic saboteurs relationships in our lives, but all of that is to say that each one of us, now here's your next point, you must remember, I'm going to ask you to rate your relationship with yourself on a scale of 1 to 10. 10 is, I am treating myself like the most beloved human being on the planet My thoughts about myself, my feelings about myself, my words, my actions, the way I touch myself, all of it is so positive, so loving. I forgive myself. I quickly look to see what I've learned from my errors and my mistakes. I even give myself opportunities to go to class or retreats or other places to keep growing so that I keep developing I keep becoming more of who I'm meant to be. 
Now, if you do all of that, then you score a 10. And then you have to say, well, if I'm not a 10, am I more like a 5, a 4, a 3, a 2, or 1? What is my number? What is my loving myself number? And pick a number from 1 to 10 so we really know honestly how much love you have learned. Now, there's a key word, learned to give yourself from 1 to 10, pick a number. And if you're not sure, you're not sure what your number is, take a guess. Take a guess. Just be honest with yourself. Nobody's wrong. Nobody is to blame. We're all human and we just want to learn and grow. Pick your number and write that down or just make a note of it. Okay. Now, I can tell you when I started out as a kid, my number was probably a minus 10. Minus 10. I didn't even make it to 1. Forget about being on the scale. I thought I was ugly and stupid, and I had all kinds of thoughts about myself that were profoundly unworthy, unloving thoughts. And I treated myself like an unworthy, unlovable person by getting in horrible relationships with people who were verbally, mentally, emotionally, physically abusive toward me because I grew up in a home with a lot of abuse, and I thought that's all I deserved. And it is a journey, and I have been on this journey. Many therapists, many classes, many retreats, you can't even count how many books I've read. Over the last 30 years, I've traveled the world. And a lot of that travel was motivated at the beginning because I had to save my life. So, Cliff, I'm actually hearing a lot of noise on the phone. I don't know if there's a mic that's unmuted somewhere. Can you check that? See, you're going to have an opportunity now when you look at your number in just a few minutes to examine how you came up with that number. I'd say now my number is probably, God willing, closer to a 7 most days. And I work really hard to keep that number high. And we're going to talk about how you keep it high so that your food relationship can go up also because the number we have with ourselves is the same number in our relationship with food. And we'll analyze that in just a minute. But first, I want to introduce you to Kai. Kai, are you there with us? Cliff, have we got yes, Kai? I, I, Hi, yep, I'm Kai. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Oh, good. Well, you are our rock star. You were courageous <laughs> enough to go on national television and to be open and honest with all of us about your journey with food. And when you called the Dr. Oz show, you had been juicing for 140 days and using that as a weight loss tool, and you were in trouble with it, and you were so courageous. So could you talk with all of us a little bit 
and go back to your story a little. Just go back in your own life story and describe a little bit of how you may have come to the point that your relationship with Kai number wasn't so high. Well, that comes back a, a long ways when I was a little girl, too. And um, I was in a big family and the oldest of 11 kids. Um, wonderful and loving family in a lot of ways, but they're, my my parents' love, I think, was spread p- pretty thin. Um, in talking with Dr. Wade, I've learned that that wasn't a reflection of who I was as a little girl, but everybody doing the best they could, but that just wasn't enough for for me. And as I grew older, I was looking for a relationship. I was looking for, I didn't know I was looking for a relationship, but the, the one that I found was food. And I was also involved in some other relationships with people and did uh, damaging things to myself in guilt that I carried over the years because of those relationships and how it affected other people or my perception of how I had affected other people. Mm-hmm. And all for the last 25 years, I had really battled my weight. And to me, the focus was on my weight. That was what my problem was. And if I could just get my weight under control, everything else would untangle itself and, and straighten itself out. And instead of getting better, it felt like the harder I tried, the worse the result was in the end. So that's very, very deep what you said, Kai. And I just want everyone to make a note of this. Kai was looking for a relationship. A relationship, Kai, you and I have now had a chance to do five weeks of coaching together. You've had a coaching session with Maxine, our nutritionist. And I know that you're in a different place, but where you started was what number do you think you'd give in terms of your relationship with yourself? Oh, probably a a one or a two at best. Mm, mm, Okay. So a one or a two means that there are certain behaviors and beliefs that go with those low numbers. And nobody is to blame. We all learn them. Because being the eldest of 11 means love was spread thin. It also meant that your parents were stressed out, because that's pretty darn stressful. I have two children and two stepchildren, and I know how stressful that can be if you're the one handling all that. And they had 11. I mean, God, I would have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge out here if I had 11 kids. I'm sure of it. So, And I come from a family of seven where I'm the second of seven, so I know a little bit. That also means, Kai, that we who are the older kids in a big family are also taking care of other people all the time. And did that contribute to you putting other people ahead of yourself? Oh, always. I mean, it was my my parents and siblings, and then it was, um, you know, other other family members and friends. I've always felt that I had to fix things for everybody else before I could take care of me. Mm. Okay, so with that pattern, everybody take a look now. I want you to follow Kai's lead. Ask yourself, where did I learn? How did I learn? What did I learn? Where did I learn it? How did I learn it? And what did I learn about me? Now, here's the key. Before the age of 
eight. Because prior to the age of eight, 80% of our subconscious patterns are formed. How we think about ourselves, what we believe about ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, the words we use about ourselves and the actions that we take toward ourselves are formed, 80% of them, by the time we're eight. So go back and please, I am begging you, no blaming, just take a look what happened. What did I learn about myself prior to the age of eight? Take a deep breath, everyone. What did you experience prior to the age of eight that formed some of the core of your beliefs about yourself? Deep breath. And now this is your opportunity Raise your hand. This is your opportunity to share what number you got, what you learned, how you learned it, where you learned it when you were a child. And if you'd like to share, press 1 on your handset and Cliff will call on you. Any comment or question is good. And when you share, by the way, you are giving a gift to everyone in our community because you are now part of the Food Breakthrough community where we all help one another to learn. Kai is so generously sharing her own story. You're going to, get to hear more from her in just a few minutes about what she's been learning and where she is now. But right now, let's take a look at how we came up with those low numbers because I know we have some low numbers. I'm not the only one who started there. Neither is Kai. Okay, press 1 on your handset so you can share. And if we don't have any hands up yet, Cliff, if people are feeling a little bit shy, we have a tradition here, everyone. So let me tell you how it works. Cliff calls on a volunteer. And if you were volunteered by Cliff, please be courageous and share what you got and I'm going to reward you for being courageous. I'm going to give you a special gift. So there, there's some nice bait on that hook. Be first, and Cliff, go ahead and pick a volunteer if no hands are up, and the volunteer who shares will get a gift. Hi, Lynn. Would you like to join us this evening? Hi, Lynn. Can you share Hello. with you? Hi. There? How are you? I'm you good. get to go first. Well, I'm great, dear. Tell me what you came up with when you took a look at your number and how you learned that number. Well, actually, I'm the fifth of six children in the family. Mm. And, and I was like the, um, the runt, the shortest and the smallest. <laughs> mm. Like, you know, I got teased a lot. It's like, oh, you're such a little thing, and, you know, so... It kind of made me a little insecure growing up, so I guess I might have started maybe out as a three. So, you know, I had a little insecurities, and I've gotten better over the years. Mm-hmm, 
You started out as three, and you're subjected to a lot of teasing. So everybody, do what we call borrowing benefits, because I'm going to give you, Lynn, an up-level. Now, an up-level is where I get to coach you real-time, right now, and help you start going up several levels in terms of how you feel about yourself. Now, the first thing I'm going to ask you to do, and everybody borrow these benefits from Len, is I'm going to ask you to change that old thought pattern right now with all of us. I heard you say I was the runt of the litter. Now, I'm going to ask you, everybody do this with her, take your thumb of your right hand and push it over your right shoulder like you're hitchhiking almost and say, in the past, let me hear you, Len, in the past, in the past, I might have believed that old negative thought. I might have believed that old negative thought. But now, and now you switch to your left hand. But now? I choose instead. I choose instead. To believe... Now, this is on your left hand. I want you to snap your fingers of your left hand to believe that I am. Let me hear it. To believe I am. A giant. A giant. I am a giant person. I am am so big inside. I have giant love for myself. I have giant love for myself. Now, everybody, borrow benefits from Lynn, and I want you to snap the fingers of your left hand right now and say, I choose instead to see myself as my true self. I am a giant, and I have giant love inside. All right, everybody got that? Giant love inside. All right, Lynn, is that good? Hello, Lynn? Okay, I'm good. I'm sorry I had you on mute. <laughs> yes, okay. I'm good. All right, I'm good. good. Thank you. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome. Now, You're welcome. okay, who's next, Cliff? See, that wasn't too bad, and Lynn's going to get an e-copy of my latest book, 99 Things You Wish You Knew Before Falling in Love, because she let off first. All right, who's next? Hi, uh, Carissa, would you like to join us? Hello, Carissa. Hi. Hi, dear. Are we saying your name right? Yes, it's really good. So what came up for you, Carissa, when you looked at your number? What number did you get? Um, I, I had a hard time choosing the number. I guess I'm kind of all over the board. Um, uh-huh. I, I picked the number four. Four, okay. So to be in the zone of self-worth or self-love, we have to be above a five. So there's some room here, Carissa, to grow your number. We're going to do that right now. Is that all right? Yes. Okay, so what did you learn about yourself as a child? Um, I That was actually one of the questions I had. I keep trying to think back to that age, and I just have a hard time coming up with any memories at all. Um, ah, no memories <laughs> at all? I'm I'm really, the only thing I can remember is being teased in school, but I don't remember much from 
my home life or hmm. I know that sounds really <laughs> I'm like well, really no, trying no, no. to think my that. dear I've heard that many times I've been doing what I do 30 years and literally I've had the honor of working with thousands of people thousands of people in every circumstance and when I hear that somebody can't remember their childhood or their home life they only remember being teased do you know what that tells me if you can't remember, can you take a guess? Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's, I just need to concentrate more. I don't know. No. Why do you think someone would forget? You see? Why would someone forget what was going on? Maybe it's easier to not remember. It's easier. Yeah, it's easier not to remember. That means something was going on that was painful for that little girl, that little Carissa, was going through something that was painful. That is the only reason that we forget. So, my dear, I want you to know that it's safe to remember and that when you remember something, and everybody borrow these benefits from Carissa because real time, right now, Carissa, here comes your up level. The key is... When you remember something and we can talk about it, we are doing what I call the three E's. We are expressing and experiencing emotion. And when we do that, you know what emotion becomes? Energy. Energy that's freed up. Because when our relationship with ourselves isn't positive, there's always a reason. It comes from somewhere. And when we figure out what the reason is and we can experience and express the emotion, that energy can flow. And you know what it's going to flow into? No. Self-love, Carissa. That's what we're talking about because we get in relationships with food that mirror our relationship with ourselves. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah. What's your relationship with food been like? It's bad. Um, I use it to comfort myself. Mm hmm. It's, yeah, I can feel ill and still want to eat. I know I have an issue. Mm hmm. All right. So, is it all right if you have a food breakthrough tonight? I am hoping. (laughs) Okay. And I want you to do more than hope. I want you to say, I am having that food breakthrough right now. I am. I'm going to have this food breakdown tonight. Okay, now I'm going to say it one more time. Everybody say it with her. Wherever you are, just say it to yourself or out loud. I am having, let me hear it correctly, I, I am having this food breakthrough right now. You know why? Because you had the courage to get on this call and take action. When we take action, something changes the minute we take action. We're putting out different energy. We're saying, I'm not going to just sit here with an issue. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to learn something new. I'm going to go somewhere new. That's why I absolutely, you heard me say to Kai, she had the courage on national TV, she said, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going to go someplace new. It took courage to get on this call, everybody, and be part of this class. 
and join a community of people who are creating their food breakthroughs. And we're going to support you all the way. Is that all right, Carissa? Yes. You're going to find things on our Facebook page that will help you. I'm going to be sending you information and tweets. You have a chance to continue, if it's right for you, to stay with our class and keep learning and growing. All right, Carissa, thank you. Thank you so much. Bless your heart. And hang tight because here comes your breakthrough, honey. It's already happening. Okay, Cliff, we can take one more share right here, and then we're going to move on. Okay. Hi, Wendy. Would you like to join us this evening? Hi, Wendy. How are you? Wendy, are you there, dear? If your phone is muted, go ahead and unmute it. And everybody, you don't have to mute your phone because Cliff controls all the microphones for all of us. And when he opens your mic, we can hear you. When he closes it, we can't, so you don't have to worry. So, Wendy, are you there? It's okay if you're not comfortable sharing, sweetie. Don't worry. Cliff, go ahead and call on somebody else. Hi, Mary. Would you like to join us this evening? Hi, Mary. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Great. What was your number? Um, I think it's about a two. Hmm. And what did you discover when you went back to eight and younger and how that number got to be a two? Oh, now or then? Now. Mm-hmm. Oh, then? It was probably lower then, but um, how it got to be there is um, because I was in a role of having to care for others and take on responsibility, um, there was very little care for me. And so I felt like I was worthless, basically. I felt like that was my role in life, just to be there for everybody else. Wow, bless your heart. So when did you begin to notice that your relationship with food was off? Mm, um, probably... Probably like um, maybe high school, like um, the last few years of high school. Although I wasn't overweight then, but probably I was using food for comfort. Mm-hmm. When um, did you notice your weight went up? Um, my weight went up after... A few years after that, I think initially I was like pretty active, so the you know the food didn't catch up with me. <laughs> but um, when when I kind of like settled back into my old thinking, um, then I noticed that I would eat to kind of stuff down feelings. Okay, bingo. Good for you, Mary. Now everybody borrow benefits. Here's the up level for Mary. Mary, the thing that is so important is what you just said. I settled back into my old thinking, and then the feelings came back. And when they came back, you not only continued to use food to stuff the feelings down and inside, you also were less active. 
Mm-hmm. Now, very important right now, everyone, the core takeaway from tonight's class in terms of our relationship with ourselves is to change our thoughts. So, Mary, would you lead off for everybody? Lynn and Carissa have already shared, and you're sharing that everyone recognizes that our thoughts about ourselves, our beliefs about ourselves, lead to words and feelings and actions. I call that the big five. That's beliefs, thoughts, feelings, words, and actions. And don't worry, you're going to get a recording of this class. You can listen to it again anytime you want and get that big five down. Beliefs, thoughts, words, feelings, and actions, they all line up. And you just expressed it 100% correctly, Mary. So now that means we've got to change the belief because your old belief was, I'm not worthy. So what's the new belief going to be, everybody? We all know where Mary's got to go. We're all going to go there with her. This is how I started turning around, being in the minus column myself. Everyone say with Mary, I am worthy. I am worthy. I am deserving. I am deserving. And I am so worth taking care of. And I am so worth taking care of. Oh, you said that with a little salt and vinegar, Mary. I love it. So I know you meant it. Now, I want you to write that down, and that is your new mantra. That is your new prayer. That is your new religion. I am worthy, I am deserving, and I am so worth taking care of. Because as you generate that new thought, that new belief, you change your energy. Our thoughts, our feelings, our words, our beliefs, our actions all have a pattern to them, an energy pattern. And when we break that pattern with even one thought, we're now in a new pattern. That's a breakthrough. Congratulations, Mary. Thank you. Thank All right. you. I want everybody to meet our nutritionist, Maxine. Is Maxine with us? I am. Hi, Maxine. Hello, How everyone. are you? I'm fine. Hello, everyone. Happy to be here with you. Great. Thank you for joining us, Maxine. Now, everyone, Maxine has a master's degree in public health with an emphasis in nutrition. She's also a registered dietitian, an RD. She has many years of experience in community health and wellness, focusing on helping people to create healthy relationships with food. For 13 years, she was the weight loss specialist for Kaiser Hospital. She's got quite a background, so you're in good hands. She's a wife, a mother, and she's a great cook, I I must tell you. I've had a chance to eat some of her (laughs) yummy, delicious food that is oh so healthy. So, Maxine, when you listen to our brave and courageous souls who've shared, you heard from Kai, Carissa, from Lynn, from Mary, what comes to mind that you would want to say to them as a nutritionist to all of the people who are part of our community now? What's important? Well, you know, there's a lot I could say, but what really rises to the top, first of all, is if you want a food breakthrough, then you're going to have to break through old habits or ways of eating that may be problematic. I'll just say that one more time. If you want a food breakthrough, 
you're going to have to break through old habits and ways of eating that may be problematic. And I think this is wonderful. It fits very well with what Dr. Brenda is saying. This is a way of really loving yourself, to be willing to make these changes. And one thing, I always try to be very practical with people, one thing that really will help you is to have a solid goal in mind, at least one goal, where you'd like to be or what change you could possibly make that would really push you forward with your food. So that's one thing that I'd like everyone to, to think about and be able to write down. Now, when you say goal, what do you mean by goal? Does that mean I want okay. to walk every day or or what is it yes, you'd like us to Yes, a great question. That, a lot of times, a tip that I would put out is that if you can tie it to a change in how you feel, um, whether you know, emotionally or something that has to do with your physical health, that will make it more real for you. So that might be, you know, if you're someone who really likes to be outdoors and walk and, you know, enjoy being active, if I were to lose 25 pounds, I could be out being more active the way I love. Or, you know, my family has a history of heart disease. If I change how I'm eating, then I lower my cholesterol and my chances of having any issues in that area. So if you can make it something that really speaks to your health or your your sense of well-being, that will help. So what you're saying is a lot of people say, I want to lose 25 pounds or I want to lose 10 pounds or whatever it is, but it's not tied to I want to be healthier and lower my cholesterol. It's not tied to I want to get out there and walk so I feel better about myself. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Exactly. Exactly. Good. And I'm going to piggyback on that, Maxine, if you don't mind. I want everyone to write down that goal Maxine is talking about. And when you write it down, you know what I want you to add. I want you to add, I am worthy, I am deserving, and I am worth taking care of. Because when we set a goal, the key is how do we stay motivated How do we stay with our commitment to ourselves? It means I keep reminding myself that I'm worthy, I'm deserving, I'm worth taking care of, so I'm going to start walking. And I'm going to walk as much as I can walk right now, and just by beginning the walking, again, I've changed my energy pattern. Something new is happening. I am creating my breakthrough. That's wonderful. Thank you, Maxine. What else would you recommend? What else can we do right now from your perspective as a nutritionist? Because now, everybody, I want you to notice, Maxine's not your typical nutritionist who says, go eat this, go eat this, go eat this. Now, she will talk about food and talk about healthy foods in a minute. I know she is. But... She's also looking at your relationship with yourself, that we are going to make these changes because we have a reason. Yes. Worthy, deserving, lovable. Yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, one thing that I think is really useful is whenever you get ready to eat a meal or snack is to slow down before that meal or that snack to get in touch with what's going on for you at that moment 
whether you need to de-stress, you know, whether you're feeling unloved or, you know, something has happened, a conflict that has made you a little out of sorts. And if you can take just a couple of minutes to do that, it brings you back into line with yourself so that you can make wiser choices as to what you're going to eat, how much you might eat, that kind of thing. And I think oftentimes we're eating maybe not unconscious, but maybe semi-consciously. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense, Maxime. And this is why we started with intentional breathing at the beginning of the class, because when we take those three deep, everybody take one now, intentional breaths, we begin to notice how we're feeling. And we slow down our breathing. We slow down our heart rate. And when we do that, everybody, this is a scientific fact. We will eat in a more healthy way. We won't eat unconsciously when we get in touch with the feelings. And don't worry, in one minute I'm going to tell you more about what to do with those feelings. Right now I want you to use Maxine's excellent advice. Slow down before you eat and ask, what am I feeling right now? What's going on with me right now? Am I craving this particular go-to binge food because I feel sad or angry or hurt or upset about something that's going on? What's, what's motivating me to go down this road? And, Maxine, instead of going yeah. for, everybody has their favorite go-to food. I can remember my mother eating a pint of ice cream at night. That was her go-to food. Because she was stressed out. Poor woman was raising seven kids. So very important, everybody, very important to have some alternative to the go-to food. And Maxine, what do you recommend as a solution for those who need an alternative to that go-to food? Well, I usually ask people to think of something that's a favorite of theirs that is probably lower in calories and fat than what they might normally reach for. And if I take myself, for instance, I really love fresh fruits. I have some real favorites within there like uh, persimmons or pears or grapes. And I'll take those and fancy them up a little bit so that I feel like I'm getting a special treat. So I may make a little bowl of cut-up fruit, sprinkle a little cinnamon on it, and maybe just a couple of chopped-up nuts. And to me, that feels like a real treat. Or I might do a salad, you know, a nice salad, but make it a little more fancy than I might normally do. Hmm. And just take a couple of minutes to do that. Making it fancy. I didn't think of that. I can picture that in my mind, how pretty that would be, a bowl of cut-up fruit with a little cinnamon on it and would taste extra yummy that way. So we're giving ourselves a treat, and the treat is healthy. All right, everybody, we're going to make fancy little special treats for ourselves. I love that idea, and we're going to do that. So take a breath. Now, Maxine, you've given us three very important and useful pieces of advice from your perspective as a nutritionist and a dietitian, and a weight loss specialist, but I'm going to use a different word if you don't mind, because 
I want everyone to know what we focus on expands. So we're going to take out the word weight loss, everybody, and we're going to use the words healthy food. We're creating a healthy food relationship. And don't worry, your body will respond as you change your thoughts. Change your thoughts and you change your feelings. You change your beliefs, you change your thoughts, you change your feelings, and change your words. So the words we're going to choose to use here is healthy food relationship. I'm not on a weight loss program. I'm on a weight loss food relationship program. Excuse me, forgive me. That was a healthy food relationship program. Let me get that straight, everybody. Healthy food relationship program. Program. Say it to yourself, healthy food relationship program. Healthy food relationship program. Hold on to that. Healthy food relationship program. Okay? That's a herp or a heap. Okay? H-E-R-P, healthy food relationship program. Maxine, do you want to leave us with one last thought before we take questions for people who would like to ask questions? Um, one of the th- <clears throat> one of the things that people are looking for what they can do really food wise a simple way to really put this together is to think of your plate if you can visualize your plate say you're sitting down to dinner you want to cut it into fourths and you want to have two fourths or half of that filled with salad or vegetables or fruit. The other half of that plate will be divided into one quarter meat or protein and the other quarter starch. So you can see that's a shift from how many times we eat, we've eaten in the past. So it's a, it cuts down the calories, the cholesterol, the fat, without really feeling like you're getting less food. Yeah, and that's, do you think... My, Oh, good. I was going to ask you about that healthy plate picture. Do you think it's a good idea to eat on a smaller plate? For some people, that is helpful for them. You don't have to necessarily do that, but it it can be something that makes you feel like you're getting less. You know, your plate will look full, but you're getting probably a little bit less. Okay, so the important thing is we want to eat in those four quadrants, Fruits and vegetables on one side, or all vegetables on one half of the plate. You want the starch in a quarter, the protein in a quarter. And the reason I ask about plate size is I know I've worked with people who said they trick themselves into having healthy portions by using a smaller plate. So I thought maybe that might be something that made sense. So if you know you want to control portion size, Maxine, saying yes, good. So we'll follow that. Now, everybody, this is a moment you can ask questions of Maxine and myself, and Kai is also available to answer your questions. And if you have a comment as opposed to a question, go right ahead. Before we get to the end of our work tonight, don't worry. I'm going to give you a very special tool that will help you work with emotion Because I know from many, many years of experience that most of us eat when we're upset. Okay? 
So please raise your hand. Any comment or question, Maxine, Kai, or myself will take it. All right, Cliff? Got any hands up? If so, not, you can call on. Go ahead. Right. I was going to say, everyone can, if you're interested in asking a question, just press 1 on your phone and I will call on you. Press 1 on your handset. And Cliff, you can call on a volunteer just for comments about what we've shared so far in the class and how you're feeling, what's going on, okay? It looks like Carissa. Hi, Carissa. Hey, Carissa. Hi. I'm back again. Good. Um, my, so I've been trying to eat healthier, and I've been doing all this research online. I know they always say don't believe everything you read on the Internet. But there's so <laughs> many... There are so many things that say you should eat this much during the week and, and this thing you should eat this much during the week and then you keep adding them up and it seems like there's so much that you should be eating every day and so many portions and I just find it completely confusing and some contradict the other and I mean is there a starting point of just really basic this is what you should be eating? Okay, so I'm going to do the first part of that question, and then Maxine's going to take the next part. And then, Kai, I'm going to ask you to talk about what you've learned and the shifts you've made so far. So the first thing I would say, Carissa, is Maxine and I both encourage you to slow down before you eat, and I say take three deep, intentional breaths, breathing in, Peace, everybody do it with me, peace and love. Do it now, Carissa. Peace and love. And on the next breath, we're going to breathe in, I am worthy. Let me hear you, Carissa. I am worthy. And I am deserving. I am deserving. And you know what comes next. I am so worth taking care of. I am so worth taking care of. Oh, no, no, honey. Let me feel you. I am so (laughs) worth taking care of. I am so worth taking care of. I need a little more than that, Carissa. Bring it now. Come on. (laughs) Give it to me with some oomph. (laughs) I'm worth taking care of. (laughs) Bingo. Very nice. Okay, now you're going to remember that, and so is everyone else. So that's your first first intervention is with my relationship with myself. I remind myself to breathe and slow down. Intentional breath, peace and love. Then remind myself I am worthy and deserving and I am so worth taking care of. And Maxine, what would you say is next for Carissa in terms Um, of... Yes, it's a a great question because I know there's a lot of confusion for people because there is so much information out there. And from my my vantage point, I don't tell people to drastically change what they're already doing unless they're really, you know, eating horribly. And I find that most people aren't doing that. So if you're eating uh, a balanced diet, you know, with building it around your fruits and vegetables as much as possible, at the center of the diet, then some starch and some protein. And you try and get a little of that at each meal, out of the three meals. Then you're, you're on your way to doing pretty well. I find okay. it's more about some of those other things that happen, you know, where you're eating under stress and you know, going out and maybe getting um, a lot of ice cream. or You know, some of those things are more the problem than people's meals. 
and there's also now information about eating raw diet and those kinds of things that you can also fold into your meal. So if you want to have a meal that's all vegetarian or a raw diet, do some of those things also. But as long as the Dr. Brindley is saying, if you're focusing in on feeling good, it'll lead you more towards the things that you, you really should be eating. Does that help, Carissa? Yes. Let's hear from Kai now. Kai, what would you say, based on what you've learned, you've now had your five weeks of coaching and you've had a private coaching session also with Maxine. What would you say you've learned? Uh, My focus has been so shifted in the last several weeks because now I love my body today and my weight today because it is symbolic of me trying to find a way to love myself more and you've taught me a better way and I know that this is not just about putting down my fork it's about loving myself for who I am and what I've overcome and being grateful for all those experiences that have made me a stronger person and it's also about abandoning the negativity and guilt that used to drive my decisions. so I'm not punishing myself with food anymore I'm not restricting myself or binging I'm making choices because I want to nourish Kai. I nourish my body because it's amazing and resilient and I want to feed my heart. And I have a freedom now that is kind of hard to convey in words because so much of my mental time, I didn't even realize it, but so much of my time was taken up thinking about what I wasn't going to be allowed to eat that day or how I was going to stay on plan. And that almighty number on the scale used to determine how I felt for the day. And sometimes I would weigh myself multiple times in a day and I would only feel worse. I was like a slave to the scale. Mm. And now after having worked with you and applying the principles of self-love, I don't even have a relationship with the scale anymore. It's just a thing in the bathroom. Oh, and now <laughs> the food that I can choose, I'm free because I can choose healthy and nutritious foods, but I don't think about food all the time. So I can use the time that I used to think about food and my diet and my plan to nourish my soul instead, which is making me a better wife, a better mother, a better sister, better daughter, all of that. Mm, beautiful, Kai. Now, when you say, I use that time now to nourish myself, what do you do in that self-nourishment time? What have you found is most helpful and uplifting for you? Well, one thing is for first thing in the morning when I get up, I do those that deep intentional breathing, and I take a few minutes. Sometimes it's only five minutes. Sometimes it might even be less than that. But just to breathe in and focus on everything that I'm grateful for and what I want to, what I want to feel like at the end of the day. So that's been helpful. And also in working with Maxine, I cannot believe how much I would eat. Um, I don't know if it was unconsciously, but it certainly seemed unconscious because one of the the things I'm doing now on with Maxine's help is prepare my meal, set it down on a table, and sit down in front of it and take that few minutes to breathe and think about what I'm about to eat and asking myself, which you taught me, is is eating this going to make me love myself more? If I can't answer yes to that question, then I'm not eating that meal. But now I'm at the point where I can ask that question way in advance. So by the time I sit down in front of it, I'm prepared to enjoy it, but it's not the enjoyment of the meal is about the association of who's there or sometimes, you know, the beautiful vegetables and fruit. 
but it's not about eating while I'm cooking or eating on the run or grabbing something out of the fridge while I'm on my way out the door. It's, it's really got to be more intentional than that for me. Mm, beautiful. Thank you, Kai. So hang tight because Kai has a really cool story to share at the end of our class tonight about the wonderful weekend she just had with her hubby. (laughs) So hang on, because you have to tell people about that, Kai. You have to. All right, everyone. Now, I promised you that we were going to – Cliff, first, let me check. Are there any hands up? I don't want to go past anybody who's got a hand up with a question. Cliff, do we have hands up? No, I I think – I think we're, um, we're, yeah, we're at our point there. So I'm going to move on to share with you what I promised, the tool that helps with emotion. So everyone, tap right in the center of your chest. And as you're tapping, whether you're live with us right now or listening to this recording later so that you get the information from the class, I want you to tap and know this takes 60 seconds, so keep tapping while I'm speaking, that as we tap on our sternum, that breastbone in the center of our chest, we're stimulating our heart center. And it helps us to relax, to calm, and we need to mute all the mics. I'm getting a lot of mic noise. Uh, We need to relax and calm ourselves. And this helps us to be right in that sweet spot where we can feel our feelings. In this moment, as you're tapping, any emotion that comes to the surface, I want you to say, even though, now we're going to make up something, all right? Even though I feel it could be sad, it could be hurt, It could be anger. It could be fear, anxiety, disappointment, loneliness, horniness. These are all feelings everybody gets. We're all human. Even though I feel left out, I feel alone. Whatever the feeling is, you let it come up while you're tapping and say, even though I'm feeling whatever this is, It's okay, this is the next sentence, it's okay to feel these feelings. And here we go with our triple E, everybody. Remember the triple E. It's okay for me to express these feelings, experience these feelings, because when I express them and experience them, they become energy. They become energy energy. Feel that energy right here, right now. Feel that energy. Because as you're tapping and you're thinking, it's okay that I'm feeling whatever it is, 
and it's okay to experience and express it, it turns into energy. Now you know what we're going to do with that energy. Once we let the feelings come up, we express them, we fully experience them. We don't run from them. We don't stuff them inside. Nobody's ever died from feelings. Let them come up. If you need to beat your pillows because you feel mad, if you need to stomp your feet, if you need to cry, if you need to just feel the loneliness, whatever it is, or the heartache or the heartbreak, feel it. Feel it all the way, as deep as you can. I can remember times when I got in the bed and curled up in the fetal position. Years ago, I can remember, went through a nasty divorce. I had to curl up in the bed. I cried for a year. But I cried and cried and cried. And then gradually, the tears went away and it got better. And I was getting a lot of help. I was taking classes, I'll never forget, working with my therapist and going on retreats, doing everything to help myself to heal. So this emotional release exercise is very powerful. It's very simple, but it's very powerful. Once all that energy is freed up, you say, I am worthy and I am deserving. I'm worth taking care of. And do something nourishing for yourself. So I'm going to give everybody a homework assignment. When I say nourishing, I want you to make a list of five things you can do for yourself that feel nourishing. Is it taking a bath or a shower, getting your nails done, giving yourself a foot massage? Is it taking a walk? Is it calling up your BFF and talking to your friend? What is it that gives you a feeling of being supported and nourished? very important to have a list that you can go to where you develop that relationship with yourself. Now, I want to let you know that if you want to continue with us, Kai has had five weeks now of coaching. If you would like to continue with us, we have a six-week food breakthrough program that is live teleseminar just like the one we're having tonight and you can join that teleseminar by going to our website where it says Dr. Oz Food Breakthrough hit that button and when that screen opens up put in there yes I'm ready for my food breakthrough and we will connect with you because that means you're now registered in the six week class Now, when you register, this is what you get. You get the six weeks of live teleseminars with myself and with Maxine and Kai, if you're willing. I'm going to invite you to come back and share more about your journey because you are our inspiration. You are moving down that path and doing so well. And you're also going to get an e-copy of 99 things you wish you knew before falling in love. And wait, wait, here's the big, fabulous bonus gift. You will also get a two-day live intensive with me, with Maxine, and with our fitness pro right here in beautiful San Francisco, California. And we'll give you plenty of time to get your ticket and get here so you can get a great rate 
and will tell you how to register yourself at the hotel that we use. It's also at a great rate. And you'll have a beautiful week here, weekend here in lovely San Francisco in Northern California. So you are going to get that two-day live intensive plus your six weeks of class and coaching with our team, and that is an $1,100 value. Now, there's a reason you're going to get it at a price that nobody's ever gotten it before, and that's because I have a relationship with the Dr. Oz show, and I really believe in what Dr. Oz is doing, and when they call me, I always go. It's an honor and a privilege to work with him and to be in a position to help people get the breakthroughs they want. So you can register for the 1100 value tonight for only, drum roll everybody, drum roll $197. $197. Do the math. That's six classes for about $33, a little bit less than that, per class. And with the coaching, so for private coaching with me, you normally pay $360 for 50 minutes. You're going to pay less than that for six weeks because our combined energy and strength does lead to breakthroughs. And even if the 197 is a challenge, please Please don't let that be a barrier. We will work out a payment plan or whatever you need so you can have your breakthrough. Please don't let money stop you. Nobody has ever come to me and said, hey, Dr. Wade, I want to do some work with you and had me turn them away. That will never happen because I am committed to you. I'm committed to your breakthrough, and I'm going to make sure you get it. And Maxine is committed, and when you meet our great fitness pro, You're going to be thrilled at what you're going to learn about taking care of your body on that fitness level. All right, so that's what's available. It's not for everybody, but if you feel that's right for you and you want to join the Breakthrough community and get support, you're going to get a lot of information. Each week we'll have things going out via email and on our Facebook page for you to keep you motivated and keep you moving to get that breakthrough. All right, everyone, take a deep breath. Ah, it's so great to be with you. And I want to invite Kai to tell everyone about her great weekend that she just had. Who wants to hear about it? Say yay. Come on, Kai. That was, it was incredible. My husband surprised me with a, a trip for our anniversary. We'd had a lot going on um, with family. We've got um, my mother-in-law lives with us and she suffered some really severe health problems and things have been busy and it just didn't look like we were going to be able to take the time that we usually do um, to celebrate our anniversary. But he surprised me last week and he managed to finagle four days off for the two of us. And so we hopped on our motorcycles Thursday morning and we rode from Tucson to San Diego, which is about 500 miles. We made it just in time for sunset and um, watched the sunset on Pacific Beach and then uh, had dinner on the beach, stayed at the hotel there. And I, don't, I don't, still don't know how he figured this out because he didn't know what hotel we were staying at until we got there, but had a dozen roses delivered to the room the next morning. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't bear to leave them behind, and so I found a way to wrap them and bring them with me on my, <laughs> on my motorcycle <laughs> when we traveled back to uh, Sedona, Arizona. 
which was another oh. 500 miles. And then we spent Saturday um, exploring the gorgeous rocks and and uh, trails up in Sedona. And I've stayed away from a lot of physical activity because I I worry that I'm going to drag down the other the rest of the group or that I'm going to sound like Darth Vader when I'm climbing on stuff. <laughs> and it's just embarrassing. But I actually, I mean, I was so, I was feeling so grateful and, and happy that I just went for it and ended up climbing um, some pretty big um, rocks that I would have never thought that I was capable of, but I am, and that was exciting. And then on Sunday morning, he had a um, couple's massage booked for us. And again, that's something that I would just not be, not have been comfortable with in the past because I didn't feel comfortable having anybody look at my body, let alone a stranger. But I enjoyed every second of that 90-minute massage. <laughs> and it was, just, it was just a blissful weekend. Rode home, got to watch football with my kids when I got home. They had a big dinner, big you know, group waiting for us. And uh, it was fantastic. It was, I felt so loved and so grateful for my life this weekend. Mm. And Kai, how did you create that for yourself? What was the big breakthrough for you? Oh boy, there's so so much. Um, probably, well, you've helped me so much in the last few weeks to just shift my focus from um, being grateful for the things in my life that have made, that I might have looked at before as um, a negative or a mistake. And rather than um, looking in the rearview mirror when I'm trying to move forward, I'm, I'm looking forward for the first time in 25 years. Mm. Looking forward. Wow. All right, everyone. Send your love and your gratitude to Kai for taking her private time to be with us tonight, to share her story, to inspire us to have the courage to go in front of millions of people, Kai, and take a stand that you wanted to make a huge change, a food breakthrough in your life. And I can hear the joy. I know everyone can hear it in your voice as you describe your blissful weekend with your husband and letting yourself do things you wouldn't have done, letting yourself have the massage, climb the rocks, good for you. Yay. (laughs) All right, everyone, please stay with us. I want to continue to be here for you. I know Maxine wants to. Kai wants to, too. She said to me, and if you don't mind me telling people what you said, Kai, you said you want to be able to inspire other women to do what you have done because you're on your way. And the change came from inside Everyone has the power inside to create this breakthrough because it's really changing your relationship with yourself so that you treat yourself like the most precious beloved you will ever have and treat yourself with that same kindness, that same nurturing, warm, uplifting words, tone of voice, your thoughts, all of it. All right, so in that six-week program, you're going to learn more about changing your big five, 
you'll learn how to make some of the great recipes that Maxine has and how to create a food plan. You will learn more about your physical fitness, and you'll learn to forgive yourself and let go so that you have more energy and more aliveness and more self-love than ever before. So let's take a moment and let's just breathe in our gratefulness right here, right now, that we are together wherever you are, whether it's live or whether you're listening to this class in a recorded format, you have the power, and we are grateful for that great power, that great light, that divine love that is always helping us, helping us to move forward in our lives. And we say thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Now, everybody, our tradition is we close every one of our seminars by saying, everybody, say this to yourself right now, I am worthy and I am deserving, and I am, I am so deserving. worth taking care of. Now, say it out loud because we're going to be able to hear each other. So this is opening everybody's mic. Let's hear it. I am worthy, and I, I am deserving, deserving, and I am so, so worth taking care of. One more time with feeling. I am worthy, I am worthy and I am deserving, and I am so worth taking care of. All right, everyone, thank you from the bottom of my heart. God bless you. Bye for now. Hit that red button and sign up, by the way. Good night. Good night. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. 